When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's, yeah, it's closer to quarter after nine. Had some technical difficulties that we think we have all straightened out. And with me as always, except when he's not or when he's having technical difficulties, is my big brother Rich. Rich, how is it going tonight? <laughs> You there? Oh, you can't breathe. That's uh, that's part of your problem. Kind of down in the dumps. Yeah, kind of down in the dumps. I don't so, like the Steelers. Well, for those of you that, that are wondering, the, the reason I'm laughing is, for those of you who ever experienced this before, Rich was having a problem where he was coming through his own headphones, but but later than than what he was actually saying stuff, which if you ever had that experience on a phone call or anything, it makes you talk really slow. Um, and it, it was really funny trying to, to work through him uh, to get everything figured out because I just kept laughing. But uh, we got it figured out. And uh, then I had a bit of a mic problem, but it seems like we're good. We're, we, we changed things up to get it going, Rich. Um, yeah. Maybe the Steelers can change things up to get it going. We're going to talk about that. That's the title of our show is, uh, will the Steelers changes, quote, changes make a difference in week five? Coach Tomlin spoke today. Before we get into the changes, let's real quick recap the injury status. Kenny Pickett's going to practice tomorrow. Kenny Pickett, I, I, can, I can type it up right now. Kenny Pickett, limited participation in practice on Wednesday. He's going to practice. He's going to be limited. He's going to do something. He's not going to do everything. We know it. They're going to see how it goes. But they also got to get Mitch ready. Coach Tom said it would be Mitch. So there's a chance that Kenny plays this weekend. Pat Frermuth is doubtful. Dan Moore is out. And the reports are that he could be out. Well, the Steelers have the bye after this, but he could even be out beyond the bye. Uh, Marvin Leal is in the protocol. Presley Harvin's trying to work back. James Daniels is trying to work back. That's everything with the injuries. The big news is KP8. But really, the what everyone really wants to talk about was Coach Tomlin said, yeah, there'll be changes after the game. Rich, did you really think the changes were going to be the changes that people really wanted? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, they should they're be, be, but they're not. Of course, of course, of course there's going to be What was he supposed to say? No, we're going to go do the same old thing we did this week, which brought us this crap. We'll just do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Of and course it's he funny. said there's going to be change. And it's funny because it's easy to, to say, oh, wow, big change. 
they're having a padded practice. That's because that's not something that's flashy for the fans. That's a big difference for the players. It, 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 if you're used to not run having any padded practice during the week, which I don't think is a good idea anyway, but I get it with their short weeks and the playing problem and everything else. That's actually important. To me, I don't think that's a change. I think that was, this is what you do when you go back to a regular week. But Coach Tomlin said they got out. Let's see, let the right way to say it, he, there, he said, they were more physical and played harder. I'm not disagreeing with that sentiment at all. That's what he said about the Houston Texans. Yeah. What do you think about that? The Houston Texans came prepared to play with a plan, and they executed it. Yeah. Steelers did not show up to play. It was obvious they had no plan, and they failed to execute much of anything. Yes. I mean, to me, that's putting it simple. All right, so uh, let's let's get let's just dive into it, okay? So obviously, the changes that everybody is calling for is it whether he's still employed by the Steelers or not is taking away the play calling duties of Matt Canada. Um, the the ultimate decision of that we don't know where that ultimately lies. Does it lie with Coach Tallman? You would think it does, but I'm not sure that it does. I'm not sure that it does. I, I, I don't think, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But as bad as the Steelers were in the first half of that game, they actually reached a point that they could have been right back in it. And then that point came crashing down with a with a disastrous fourth and one where not only was it a ridiculous play call, terrible execution, didn't give your quarterback hardly any chance to actually have success. He also, it also got him injured because he had nothing else to do other than bail out because that was not a, I mean, is that a play that they've run in practice a bunch of times to do a great job and get one yard when the other team's trying to stop them? I mean, is that a, is that a seven shots play that they just ran there? Didn't seem like it. Um, but that was no, something that like they would be ready to do run that earlier situation. on second and 16. So, so, so yeah. So, but in that moment, the Steelers were down 10. They were driving. If they finish off that drive, it, that's a whole different game. That had to be one of the most deflating things for a defense that have to go then take the field after that. And what they do, they gave up a touchdown. And then Mitch comes out with a three and out. What's the defense do? They give up a, a long drive, meaning time-consuming drive, and another touchdown. But they still they still had that opportunity in the third quarter. They absolutely did. But the bigger thing is why did it take until the third quarter for them to have an opportunity? Do you know what I'm saying? They just looked like a team that didn't want to be there. Yeah, they looked like a team that they thought all they had to do was walk in the stadium and they got the W. Uh, no. Uh-uh. No, mm -hmm. they didn't. No. Mm -hmm. Uh-uh. Didn't, didn't even look like that. They looked disinterested. Yeah. 
in the game. Yes. From the start. Look, yeah. Disinterested. But uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should be disinterested. Going to bring up a super chat here. Tyler W. $5. Yeah, we'll, you'll get me started with this because I've researched this a bunch. Every year, Tomlin loses to an inferior team, yet we're surprised. We're 2-2 two and two instead of 1-3. and three. Still one schedule for playoffs, so don't give up, Yens. Okay. Well, first of all, losing to an inferior team. Guess what? We just think it's a Mike Tomlin thing or a Pittsburgh Steelers thing because we're Steelers fans. Everybody does that. And you know who does that the most? I was say, we, we watched the Dallas Cowboys do it with the Cardinals. Yeah, but do you know who ago. does that the most? Good teams. Do you want to know why? Because they have more opportunities of having to do that. I mean, think about it. What team this year do we, would you consider to not be inferior to the Kansas City Chiefs? Did the Kansas City Chiefs lose to an inferior Lions team? Did the Cowboys lose to an inferior Cardinals team? Did the Bills lose to an inferior Jets team? I mean, that's just what happens in the NFL. Week in and week out. This isn't just something that happens to the Steelers every year. This is what happens every week in the NFL. Okay? The team that is favored to win doesn't win all the time. You know? Now, you could say that they're a highly, you know, highly inferior team. I'm not going to say that about the team. You would think so. With the way their their offensive line was patched together, and I mean, Matt, Matt, dang, now they lost, even lost Kendrick Green from that. He's out indefinitely. So you would think that, but I mean, that's that's two that's two teams that the Texans have blown out in back to back weeks. So we'll yeah, see the how their part, season plays and, out. And but I mean, I'm not going to. It still doesn't matter. The Steelers shouldn't have lost like lost at all, right. let alone by that score. And that's why I don't feel like the Steelers walked in just thinking they were going to win that game because they watched what that team had just done to the Jaguars the week before. Yeah. And that's so, why I actually had confidence was, it, with the To Steelers. me, it was more that the Steelers walked in there disinterested in the game they were about to play. Yeah. Yes, that it was – I mean, my it was non-prime time. It, could they only get motivated for prime time? You know, or could it be everything else? I mean, and usually that's the they thing. For, they they forgot the game was at one o'clock on Sunday when God intended football to when be God played. intended football to be NFL football to be played. So it's just it's just what it is. But no, Tyler, I I I do understand what you're saying. The Steelers, my goodness, all it takes is one game to kind of turn things around. My goodness, if they're three and two going into the bye. Steelers fans, I think, would have taken that before the season and definitely would have taken it after week one. But that seems like a really tall order right now because of what's going on. So let's let's not even beat around the bush, Rich. Let's just talk about let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Why don't you go ahead and start giving me your thoughts on Coach Canada? The fact that he's still around, why he's still around, and all those good things. Okay. The microphone Coach. is yours. Okay. Coach Canada. <laughs> well, let's see. You know what? I'm going to steal some. You know, I'm going to go ahead and steal some stuff that I put in my worthless two cents article for tomorrow. Okay. 
That no, that's great. You're that's we're previewing um, some of that stuff. So make sure you check that out tomorrow at steelcurdnetwork.com. I'd love to call Coach Canada's scheme vanilla, mm-hmm. but that would be an insult to vanilla. Mm-hmm. So um it is unimaginative. It is it does nothing to help the players that are in, that are in the system. His system is designed for individuals to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. Now, Coach Canada. Why, why is Coach Canada still the coach? Be honest, because the Steelers are cheap. Yeah, that's they want the reports not we've going to been be, getting. <laughs> they, 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 not only do they not want to pay somebody the big bucks, right? Yeah, they're not going to get rid of Coach Canada now because they would have to buy out his contract and pay somebody else. Well, at this point, I don't know that they bring in another person, but they could. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's the whole I'm idea sorry, of they don't want to pay him to do nothing. I, I will say I had my hopes yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had my hopes the coach of Canada would be fired and who would come in and serve as offensive coordinator to finish the season for the Steelers. I there I, I don't see any way they bring in somebody else. I just really don't. I and I know you, you probably one who I wanted them to bring in last year. It just wasn't a fit as long as they kept Canada. I don't know about that. Is it are, are you talking a former Steelers quarterback? Actually, I am talking a former Steelers quarterback. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. yeah. That has served as offensive coordinator. And that would be Byron Leftwich. Yes, that's that's exactly who. A lot of Steelers fans wanted him and say, hey, bring him in to help boost the passing game if you're going to keep Canada, blah, blah, blah. But the problem, like like KT Smith outlined, is their systems are nowhere close to each other. So that was a problem. I I I, I would be fine with that, you know, potentially that higher just because it, w- it would be an improvement. But really – I'm going to say this. You know, I, I I still think even if they fire him, they just coach with everybody else. They're not going to pay anybody else. Um, it's it's just how it works. But right. back it up a little bit. When was Coach Canada hired? If you as remember offensive coordinator or as hired? the offensive coordinator. Going into Ben Roethlisberger's last year. So that would be going into 2021. That was immediately following the 2020 season, correct? Yep. And the Steelers, they they waited a long time to fill that position. They interviewed. They did this. They did that. They it, it was like, what are they waiting for? Why do they, they not have a like a, Yeah, they interviewed. Well, but the the GM they interviewed a ton of people. I can't remember how many they. I know Pep Hamilton was one. I know there were some other people they were potentially injured and injured, interested in. But bottom line is, I think ultimately, 
the Steelers settle on Matt Canada because the Roonies didn't have any money after the 2020 season and no fans in the stands. And they weren't going to shell out anything big for what ultimately was needed that the Steelers, I've said, it was on this show that I've said it before, that if if you have a defensive-minded coach, you have to get the best that you can offensive mind to balance out what you're doing because that's not going to be your wheelhouse going forward. And I've heard some things that the Steelers did want more than Matt Canada or we, maybe I should say this, particularly Mike Tomlin wanted more than Matt Canada back then. But bottom line is they ended up hiring him because he was someone they could afford. And now they won't get rid of him because they're, they don't want to have to pay someone else. I, they're, I don't know if it's that they are cheap or they really did take a huge hit in 2020. Um, maybe I could give him a benefit, the benefit of the doubt. But for those of you, like, here we go. Here's Wes. Um, he told me he had a typo in here, so I've, I got to fix it. I got to remember. $5 into the chip jar from Wes. He says, I've seen nothing to suggest Tomlin isn't satisfied with mediocrity. Mediocrity. Sorry, I messed up the word. I, um, I don't care how quickly he'd be hired. That's what he meant to put there. It's time for the Tomlin error and excuses to end. I'm going to go into something I had written down from way earlier today that I wanted to talk about tonight, and that is this. Why are the first people that the, that the fans turn on, most of the time, the coaches? Why do they turn on the coaches first most of the time? Any idea, Rich? Because um, they, have, they have easier targets on them. And there's an easier problem to fix, right? Yeah. If you look at it, here comes the hierarchy of blame. Usually it goes coaches, then players, then owner. Do you want to know why that's the order? Someone brought this up in a comment to my article from yesterday, and it's, it really does ring true. Why is the owner usually the last one to blame? Because they have the money. Because you can't fix it. You know, how many years did it take Washington to fix that problem? 25 years? Something like that? The problem as soon as that guy bought the team. Yes. Yes. So that would have been, let's see, that would have been, he bought the team. Let's see. No, it was in the late 90s. 98. Yeah. So 25 years. Okay. It took 25 years to fix that problem. Okay. No one other than the Roonies have ever owned the Steelers. So it's not, so you don't want to blame the owner because you can't fix that. Steeler fans will be stuck with that no matter what. So that's why it's so much easier to say, well, Tomlin needs to get rid of Canada. I'm telling you with everything that I believe based on things that I've been told, Mike Tomlin does not want Matt Canada. He doesn't. Art Rooney II does. Didn't want him three years ago. Doesn't Didn't want him that. last offseason. It's Art Rooney. And fans don't want to hear that. They don't want to believe that because if that's the problem, then that's what the franchise is. That's what it is. So 
I've I I don't know any information about this specifically, but I believe I think Mike Tomlin's getting frustrated with that. If you can't even if if he can't have a good offensive coordinator or have control over that offensive coordinator, that's why you don't renew your contract last year when you're supposed to and let it go another year to get one year closer to the end of it. The fans are getting fed up with Tomlin. I think Tomlin's getting fed up with ownership. There you go. Russ asked it. Yeah, wasn't that's just my that's just my own that I haven't heard that that was anything right. behind it, nothing at all. That's my own personal hypothesis. But this was brought up in in the comments to KT Smith's article today. I know you were in the comments on that article. Yep. I I you 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 were you chimed in there. The Steelers have never won a playoff game without Dan Rooney. They have never won a playoff game without Dan Rooney. He took okay. over in 1967, somewhere End around there. Eight. End of 68. So 69, 68, somewhere right around there. Yeah. The 69 season was, I believe, his first. Yes. And what did he do? Change in philosophy. No, no, I think it was before that because it was the coach that was before Chuck Knoll. Yeah, you're right. Because he was over, yeah. he was in scouting in '69. Yeah. He became GM. Yeah. So, but bottom line is that's when it was the whole idea of we're we're done doing the same crap over and over again and never winning of trading away our draft picks for washed up for for washed up veterans. They changed the philosophy. The coach didn't like it. He's he he's gone. They bring in Chuck Knoll. It and what they do? They built the dynasty in the '70s. Now. There was the downtime during the 80s as Chuck Knoll finished out, honestly, because as the NFL was changing, you're getting into, you know, like the Joe Montana era in there and, and things like that. The game was changing and the Steelers were still holding on to what they did in the 70s. It took them a long time to, to, to pivot and catch up. And I don't know that Chuck Knoll was capable of doing that. Bill Bill Cower comes in, you get a spark, you got teams that are competing in the 90s, then you get two championships in the 2000s. Now, so the Steelers were back as championship contenders. Dan Rooney's getting older, you know, by that time, you know, starting to 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 move out of those kind of things. You know, he's an he's a foreign ambassador, things like that. And what do the Steelers do? People have been saying it here. Where's Steelers freak tonight? I don't see him in there. He's been saying this all the time. The NFL has changed. The, NFL, the Steelers still trying to do the same old thing, same old thing, same old thing in an evolving league. And I feel like all Art Two knows to knows to do is the last thing that is that his dad did. Yep, this is what dad was doing. Yeah, and but guess what? Not to be insensitive, Art, but dad's gone. Okay. And the problem is, I've seen this so many times with people that I know and love and care about, that when, when someone passes away, who they are is frozen in time because that's the last you know of them. You don't get a chance to see how they would change. Do I think Dan Rooney would have continued to change if he was still alive and healthy and running the Pittsburgh Steelers? Absolutely. Okay. Doing it like dad did, dad would have changed. Okay. But Dan Rooney passed away in 2017. Steelers haven't won a playoff game since. So you can say that's why or what, but 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 it's just a fact that you have to remember there. So 
I'm really fr- I'm frustrated to no end with whoever is continuing to say Matt Canada has to do this. If it is Coach Tomlin, shame on you, Coach Tomlin. And if it's AR2, shame on you, AR2. I don't care who yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm at a point now where I'm I'm truly not sure who it is. Yeah. I'm, whoever it is, whoever it is, shame on you. Based on some things that I've been told, I am very confident that it's AR2. Extremely confident that it is. Okay. So here's another um super chat there from Steel Dog88, five dollars in tip chart. Thank you. Says, what are your thoughts on Thomas Tall wanting to increase his ownership percentage in the Steelers? Who wouldn't want to increase their ownership percentage in the Steelers? So I don't, I mean, I don't know much about that going on and everything else. Um, I I really don't know. That's that's beyond my 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 scope uh, of everything. Rich, any thoughts on that? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, no. here's the thing, though. All right, we're going to take a break because I want to talk about um, the changes that the Steelers are making in week five, the changes that they're actually making the cha- versus the changes they need to make oh. and what this is actually doing. So we're going to talk about that when we come Before back. Before your break, though, okay. and we, because this we're going to shift, there is kind of one thing I want to say back kind of on, again, I don't know if, if this is more towards Art Rooney II. I don't know if this is geared more towards Mike Tallman and the coaching staff. I'm not sure if it's geared toward the players. I don't know if this is even more geared towards the fans. Okay. Yeah. But we were talking about the fact the Steelers haven't never won a playoff game without Dan Rooney. Mm-hmm. Just don't forget, you know, but here's a quick realization everybody has to come to. Dan Rooney's not coming back. No. Not coming back. So whatever, you know, so figure it out. Yep. There you go. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to roll. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this topic. I, I have something really interesting. Uh, I want to get out there about that. So if you're with us here, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, we'll be back in a couple of seconds. If you're with us on the audio side, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Steelers fans. Oh, I got to get adjusted in my seat here, ready to go. You brought up something right before the break, you know, about, you know, we we unfortunately wish we could, but but Dan Rooney's not coming back. People talk about the great ownership of the Steelers and the Rooney family. And the the chief is legendary for everyone. But really, was it anybody outside of Dan? No, it was not. I mean all you have to do is pick up and read a few books on it, and you realize everything that we know. As the Steeler way, the Steeler traditions, the the all the greatness that has been the Pittsburgh Steelers was Dan Rooney. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, going to bring up a couple things. Wes said, "I have a feeling when Tomlin is screaming, we have to change. We need a plan." He's talking directly to AR two. You know what? He might. Be. There were things that were said today in the press conference. I felt that he was speaking directly to Matt Canada. He he's done those kind of things. 
Um, and then and then Russ says, follows up and says, I think Omar, Coach T, um, Andy uh, need to stand together and go to Art and tell him Canada needs needs to go because it's up to Art. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about that. That uh, what, what are they? But it's not like I did the article that was on SteelCurtNetwork.com on Monday afternoon. It was um, have have the Pittsburgh Steelers lost faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's the whole notion of if you have something that you don't believe in and nobody believes in it and you're forced to deal with it, that is not a healthy work environment. And if you don't have a healthy work environment, you're in trouble. If if the players know Matt Cannon is the problem, if the coaching staff knows that Matt Cannon is the problem, if Coach Tomlin knows that Matt Cannon is the problem and nothing's being done about it, how hard is it for all of them to do their jobs? That's why if it's AR2, this is a very dangerous situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because honestly, it gets it, you you get things to the point where people are like, I don't want to get up. I don't want to get out of bed and go to work in the morning. And trust me, I've had those jobs. Yeah. And I got out of them. Actually, I had that profession and got out of it because that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, I know what you mean. So, Coach, I said it. I teased it before the break. I said the the changes that they're coming. All right. Well, first of all, the main change they announced is that they're practice they're padded practice on Wednesday. There are some more changes, and Coach Tomlin was basically saying, "Stop asking. We don't want to tell the Ravens what we're doing." He and he he, he everything short of saying that, and yet they kept talking, uh, asking him about Joey Porter Jr. And he's talking about, hey, you know, he gets a chance to show what he can do on on non-passing downs because he gets to practice out there all day Wednesday because Patrick Peterson gets the day off. That's been really good for him, blah, blah, blah. And they keep asking him more stuff about Joey Porter Jr. Anything shy of saying Joey Porter Jr. is going to be on the field a whole lot more. That's a change that we can see coming. The Steelers made a couple things with the depth chart. They put uh, Keanu Benton or DeMarvin Leal. In other words, they're saying – Benton's doing a, a good job. He's moving up into there. They now have Desmond King listed ne- along with Shannon Sullivan as the starting nickel corner. This is a guy that they just started giving a helmet to and always been doing his returning kicks. So that's something. There could be some personal changes and things like that coming, but why do you announce those to the Baltimore Ravens? That would not be wise, so I'm okay with that. But it's still not the change everybody wants. It's still not the change everyone wants. Coach Tomlin, he said something in his press conference that I'm like, you know what? That kind of goes directly to Kenny Pickett. That kind of goes directly to Kenny Pickett. It was about Lamar Jackson. It was about Lamar Jackson um, where he says – you talk about the Ravens offense. I have it written down here. That's why I'm trying to look at it. He says you still have to, to minimize Lamar. He says he reads the full field. I don't know if that's a shot at Kenny Pickett or if that's a shot at Matt Canada, not even have Kenny Pickett reading the full field. I don't know. But that was something that was brought up multiple times. Sometimes things are said that other teams are doing well, that it's obvious that the Steelers aren't. So yep. – 
you know, so there's going to be some uh, more changes than just the padded practice, but they're not going to be the huge changes that everyone's looking for. You're going to get Broderick Jones this week just because of injury. I thought I I, I stepped back with from what I had said in the post game show. I said, hey, remember it was his guy that hurt Kenny Pickett, and I and I said right then I was mad that I couldn't rewind on Sunday Ticket to watch it. And I kept trying to look up that play and everything was focused and all the replays were focused on Pickett's injury. They didn't actually show the block. The block was fine. The block was fine. Kenny, Kenny rolled right in. He, he, he spun right into it. Broderick Jones was doing fine. And he got better as that game went on. And as I said in the post game, he's a guy that you can, that if you're getting the same play from him and Dan Moore, which basically they did in that game. I mean, Dan Moore only played eight, eight snaps, but Broderick Jones is going to continue to improve. His his ceiling is just so much more than Dan Moore's was going to be. Um, yeah. And but you know what's going to there's there's still going to be some bumpiness with Broderick Jones coming, especially in pass protection. But now he's just got to work it out on the field, and because he has to, and maybe that would be the best thing for him. Anyway, I, I keep getting away from this thing. I want to say all these little changes and little things that the Steelers are doing, changing wise are ultimately trying to cover up what really needs done, okay? All they're trying to do, okay, we've got to be more physical. We've got to play harder. We've got to get more out of our secondary. We've got to do all this stuff. All they're doing is trying to reduce the Canada impact, that's the ultimate change you need. And rather than making the big change, you try to do every other little change you can to make that big change that's needed not as a big of a factor. Thoughts? Well, of course. I mean, you, you've, as, as we all know, the candidate issue that's there. And, and again, got to do some some speculating here. And so you've got to suppose that some of that problem is there because of AR too. Yeah. What Coach Tomlin has to do as the head coach is clean up everything he can control. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's talking about. Yeah. We're going to clean up these things because these are things that Coach Tomlin can have more say over. Yep. And those are the changes we're going to make. That's exactly right. That's exactly my point. Coach Tomlin, all he can do right now, it feels like, is focus on the the, the changes that he can control. And how, how embarrassing is that? That all you can do is, all right, Coach, this is your team. Oh, but you can only do this much stuff in this area to make it that great because we're going to settle for this. And you need to be so good in that area, you have to overcome this. That's what it feels like. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When was Terrell Austin hired as the defensive coordinator? <laughs> Terrell Austin was hired as the defensive coordinator. Um, that was going into last season. Right. I remember. I have a theory on why he was hired as a defensive coordinator. Well, what, what are you getting at? 
Well, what I'm getting at this, I'm seeing some of the same issues on defense that we have on offense. Mm-hmm. Our schemes are very basic, somewhat limited. And we probably 75% of snaps play what I love to call the soft zone, hoping that the pass rush can get home. Mm-hmm. That's not a defense. Yeah. That's if you don't have a successful threat. pass rush with what the Steelers are doing, then you don't have then your defense is garbage. Yeah. It, it, it's so and I think for me the game Sunday was I, I mean it was beyond frustrating because it was both sides of the ball where yeah. I am like, what are we doing? You know, to, to play basically what looks like a prevent zone and hope that either TJ Water or Alex Highsmith can get enough pressure on the quarterback to disrupt the play. That's our defense. Yeah. Like, that's not even schoolyard defense. Yeah. But that's what we're playing. And that's why it didn't work last year without TJ Watt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh. And and when your own offensive coordinator says, you know, our offense isn't really built to come from behind, you're basically saying the defense has to be perfect in order for us to still have a chance. Which <laughs> which in itself, to me, yeah, that statement is a fireable offense. Mm-hmm. When you look at the talent and the potential mismatches Matt Canada has on his side of the football. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That man couldn't scheme his himself out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. Because you and I have been talking about it for years when with with the Steelers with some of the personnel they've had. Like, why in the world aren't we going? I mean, you could run an entire offense out of 12 personnel for the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. You go one back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. Okay. I, I, I still go 22 if you count Connor Hayward as the fullback. You only need one right wide receiver. I would love that. Uh, see, I yeah. still like the 12 because here's yeah. here's who I'd like to see go on the field currently. Okay. I'd love to see you know, Najee, Muth, Washington, um, Pickens, and then the two guys you could run in and out, Allen Robinson and – Calvin Austin. Austin. Yeah. Okay. But I'd run it at first with Allen Robinson. Why? Because he's big. Mm-hmm. Right? All you got to do is run Although Calvin Austin, even as a little guy, he had the best I running know. score. <laughs> run blocking score <laughs> for the Steelers. He actually... Uh, he's not afraid to stick his nose He's not there, afraid to do it either, which you got to love but that about a little that's, guy. That's why you those two can kind of, you know, no. in and out interchange. You put that person on the field. You look and see what the defense does. If they put it in to stop the run, you throw it. If they put it in to to, to stop the pass, you run it. Like, yeah, we, we don't dictate anything to defenses. Yeah, Matt Canada pays no attention to what the defense puts on the field. He just put. He says, "Yeah, I want to run 
this personnel, this formation, this play. And he puts it out there and there's, and that's what they run. No matter what the defense has sitting out there. That's, that's why it's JV. That's why it's, you know, because honestly, JV is a really good way to put it with what you just said. Because when you're coaching a JV football team, you know what you don't do very much? Scout. Okay? Because yep. you're just trying to, to, to build up. You know, when you get to varsity, that's when you're scouting, doing things based on what the other team's doing, things like that. When you're, you know, like, like I said, when I, when I finished up coaching, I was, at the, I was the head coach at the freshman level. Okay. Well, when you're at that level, it's not like, yeah, you want to know if your opponent opponents running what kind of defense. I mean, if they run a spread, if they run a wing T, if they run a, you know, a, a triple option, th- things of that nature. And, and you get that based on what their varsity is doing. And, and, but you don't actually, you know, watch film of another JV team that, 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 that's not at that level because you're basically looking at what you're doing and seeing if you can get it to go out there and work based on your stuff. That's Matt Canada. What exactly what you said. He's not paying attention to what the defense is doing to him. That's JV. That's really what JV is. So, who? Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring up a comment, and I'm going to make the edit that he put in there later. Yeah. Dr. W said, we have no strengths. Just, that's to say, tricks. Just okay. tricks. Yeah. Uh, but that comes back to something I put in, in in, you said no. You texted me while I was knee jerk doing your knee. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, during the Cleveland game. Yes. And I was like, "Can we call it tricks if they don't trick anybody?" Yeah. You can't call it tricks. We yeah. don't have tricks. Yeah. Everybody said, "You know, jet sweep, oh, a trick play." It's not a trick play. Everybody can see it's going to happen. Yeah. A trick play means that you do something that somebody's not expecting. If they're expecting it. It's not a trick. Yeah. Exactly. You're you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grumble. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. It it was for a lot of Steelers fans they, they they had to make arrangements to see the game. So either you made arrangements to see the game based on where you lived and just to be disappointed that you went out of your way to watch it or I've heard other people that said I didn't get to watch it. I checked in on it and I'm just like my goodness, I am so glad I didn't get to. Um just just being certain things. Um yeah. But oh, when you asked about the Terrell Austin when he was hired as a defensive coordinator, I can tell you why I think it was two years ago. Because he was hired when they were wanting to extend Minka. And Minka talked glowingly about him. And when Minka talked about how much he loved Coach Austin, I said to myself, then he's going to be the defensive coordinator to try to keep Minka around. I don't know if that really is what it was or not and everything, but – uh um, yeah, I'm starting to use the timeout function with people that are obviously just trying to troll. So uh, let's not do that right now. Um, just giving that out there to the to the um, to the live chat. So, Rich, so you got the changes, the changes that we feel like are things that Mike Tomlin can actually. Maybe these are the only things he can control. But if that's really the case, that's really sad. But I, I, I just don't know what else to think right now. So let's look forward to next week. 
Do you think the Steelers are familiar enough with the Ravens? Do you think the team knows enough about this rivalry? Do you think the padded practice on Wednesday and everything else is enough for the Steelers to go out there and put a much better product on the field against this Baltimore team? I don't know, but, but there, there is optimism some for this game. And here's why. Okay. You want to talk about a team that, to me, in a lot of ways, is as much up and down week to week as the Steelers. It might just be the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Wish Lamar Jackson's going to show up this week for Baltimore. The one that, you know, uses his feet when he needs to and throws lasers down the field to wide receivers or the one that's going to uh, be contained on the run and throw three picks. Yeah. Don't know. So um, as bad as I want to say things are for the Steelers right now, you just never know. Yeah, because... I said it as a joke at the end of the post-game show. Yeah, you got to remember, the Pittsburgh Steelers were the second-highest-scoring AFC North team this past weekend. (laughs) Only the Ravens scored more points than the Steelers. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I missed the end part of the post-game show. And, wow. You're right. Yeah. So... My thing is, you just, you don't know who's going to show up. The only thing you you can guarantee with this Steelers team is that the offense will be predictable. The only uh-huh. thing you don't – but you, you know that. I don't know if that's the only thing. The main thing you know is that the offense will be predictable. You know – it's so frustrating that the that Steelers opponents have to take so little time out of their work week to prepare for the Steelers offense because it's that easy to defend. Like I said, it, it, it's like from the Water Boy when when they're when they're playing uh, with the with a um oh what's the team they're playing? Who are the Mud Dogs playing? Um, when, and, and they want to know what's what's going on with with the with, with the coach's play calls, and you can see him over there reading, um, coaching for dummies, and that's why they know what he's doing. So, yeah, that's one thing we know. But the defense could show up and just completely dominate. The offensive line could come out with a big chip on their shoulder and push people around. The, the rest of the offense could come out and actually do their thing and not be handcuffed by terrible calls and terrible situations because you don't even put yourself in those terrible situations. Or not, not terrible, weighty situations. If the Steelers' offense can avoid weighty downs, like Coach Tallman says, they, they could be all right, you know? Or, or even better, the players could overcome on offense 
and the defense could work together and everything else, and even a little bit there overcome with what you're talking about with the zone. Those things could happen, or they could not. Or they could not. And all we have is the last sample size. And as I still say, if if they don't overthink it on that fourth and one and convert it and go put that ball in the touchdown zone, we could be having a whole different conversation right now. But you sh- it shouldn't be one play the third quarter that can make or break your you winning this game. That shouldn't come to that because you because you dogged it so much in the first half. So, yeah. Um, there we go. Going to bring up four ninety nine. Then tip jar from DQ Strong. Thank you, DQ. Says I'll know if it's Canada's offense after the first two drives based on the schemes and calls, or if someone else is calling it. I honestly, I, I don't, I don't think the schemes change. I don't think the schemes would change. Because you can't do that right now with this kind of prep going going there. The only thing that could could change is, hey, to me, wait, I think I know what he's saying. If this is what he's ultimately saying, he might not have enough space to put out. If you mean the schemes and call, meaning the calls from, from the formations. Because there are formations that we see that we know what's coming. Because the defense knows what's coming. Everyone knows what's coming. But I, I, if what DQ is saying is if if you see an alignment with a personnel package and it's not the call you expect, you have to believe it's probably about Matt Canada making these calls. Yeah. Because he hasn't, you know, he hasn't disappointed. It's, it's one of those things. You give Matt Canada a chance to telegraph what he's doing and he's not going to disappoint you. I know we're really down. This is the, the well, I'm, how many days it's been a couple days since the game and we're still in trash Matt Canada mode, but it's my goodness. My he's brought it on himself. He really has. He really has. So, all right. So, so rich, let's go ahead and roll into anything else you want to say about stuff that uh, I wanted to make sure we got any of the topics you wanted to make sure you brought up tonight. Uh, No, other than I can say, put the little scrolly thing up on the bottom. The little scrolly thing up on the bottom. The, the little, that tells the, everybody whether to go get their shirts. Yeah, it's up there. I got I got a new one. This is actually a new one. I got it this week. I got a long sleeve gray one now. So yeah, go wear get your fire fire Canada, Canada shirts. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's funny. Kyle going into this year said that he wanted a Matt Canada jersey. Mm-hmm. That's what he told our parents mm-hmm. when they asked if he wanted a new jersey. Because every time he gets a jersey. That player is uh, soon to no longer be with the Steelers. <laughs> yep. He, yep. he had a, he had a Le'Veon Bell jersey. Yep. He had an Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown jersey. Mm-hmm. So now and he, he says, had a Chase hey, Claypool we'll jersey, right? Yep. Um, did he? I don't know. He might have. Yeah, yes. I think he did. <laughs> He's like, if, if that's how it's going to be, then I want a Matt Canada jersey. Yeah. The Steelers will get rid of him. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that whole Chase Claypool situation. Wow. That's just. It, Joe, Joey Porter Jr. is looking awfully good right now. Yes, he? he sure is. So uh, hopefully we can see a little bit more of him on Sunday. All right, Rich. So let, let's get to our big question so we actually have 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 time to do it. Do the Steelers, do they turn this around 
And your score prediction is going to be as much of anything to say, can the Steelers actually score some points? Okay. Regardless of, I mean, because if they don't, you're not going to win games scoring six points. So, Rich, what's your score prediction for Sunday? Oh, it pains me to say this. Yeah. Um, Ravens 24, Steelers 11. 11. Wow. 11. That's a, that's, that, that's an interesting one there. So I don't know how I'm going to go yet because somehow, some way, Jeff Hartman all but convinces me that the Steelers are going to win every game by we get, by the time we get to Thursday night. It would be, if Jeff doesn't pick the Steelers, it, on Thursday, that that would be something crazy. So um, you all know how this works. As soon as I have it in the live chat where it's asked you for the score, if you don't put a team, that means it's the Steelers. We'll see how it is. You know what? Let, 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 let's get it in there. So here come here comes the scores, and that way we don't have to rush quite as quick tonight as we get to it. All right, Thomas Riley, first one every time. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's ready. Prepared. He's had that in his ten, live chat for Steelers 10, 10 tie. He probably doesn't comment for the last five minutes just to make sure he has that ready to go. Yep. Okay. And then, well, <laughs> hey, the last time you said this, uh, it turned ended up turning up all right. Uh, West says 44 to 3 Ravens. Okay. Um, and Afton's like, well, they play at 1 o'clock. So, because I, I even tweeted that. I'm like, is it a 1 o'clock thing? Steel Dog 88 says 27 10 Ravens. BF Bud says 45 7 Ratbirds. Um, Steeler Chick 46 says Ravens 21, Steeler 6. Um, Brian Brown says Pigeons 10, Ravens 9. Okay. And then Boz breaks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that that's how the Steelers win on Sunday. We get some pigeons back in the stand. Just so you know, during the game in Cleveland, I didn't see a single freaking pigeon. No, no pigeons. Damn. I needed pigeons. Need the pigeons. All right. Um, two girls, one Stanley Cup, 45 0 Ravens. Steelers Pittsburgh says nine to six Steelers. Even Afton has lost faith. 47 3 Ravens. 27. Huh? Did I say 47? Yeah. That's 27. Sorry. Yeah. Faceless. Sorry, Afton. Faceless man says, not, not a nameless gray face. He's a faceless man. Okay. He says 30 to 9 Ravens. Mr. Woodside says Ravens 20 to 16. That, see, because you, you think it could be a game like that? I'm going to say something at the end about, about one of those if, things. If it's, if it's like mm-hmm. that, then that's that's one of your slobber knocker yeah. AFC North yeah. Ravens Steelers football. And we don't even know who's going to be quarterback, you know? But at this point, does it really matter? Honestly, I'm not all that confident yep. in any yep. of them. So Joseph Donovan, 38-9 Ravens. Um, Kathy Ford says 21-18 Ravens. Even Kathy has lost heart too. I get it. Um Russ says never pick the Steelers to lose, but he is now. Ravens 27, Steelers 17. Um, I'm gonna bring this up even though it's not a score because it's right. Javier says. If we win, then it's the false illusion that everything is okay. No, uh, I'd say not quite hot, not now for me, Javier. Maybe a little bit before. Um, it's not the false illusion. Everything is okay. Uh, what it more is more is the illusion that is everything was okay this week. Yeah, this week. Yeah, 
Okay. Gene Smith says 21-20 Steelers. Thomas Ede says Steelers 12, Ravens 10. Tyler W. is saying 17-16 Steelers. All health reserve boss. <laughs> okay. Just the fro Frosty the Bear says just because he hates the, the rat birds. He's like Steelers get a big win of 9-3. to three. Hey, those AFC North teams love scoring just three points. Uh, maybe the Steelers can do that to the Ravens. Uh, Gavin um, Anthony says 27-19 Ravens. Cody says Ravens 24, Steelers 13. David Post says 33-16 Ravens. Demetrios. Hasn't seen Demetrios in, in the live chat as much. Yeah, it's been a while. Good to yeah. see you, Demetrios. 24-10 uh, Ratbirds. Okay. Outside Steeler fans says good guy 16, Ratbirds 13. He thinks Bosk is going to knock the game winner. Um, Carey says 21-12, Ratbirds. Um, Javier then comes in with a score of Ravens 27-10. Paul Faust says 24-14, Ratbirds. Alex Mahoney says 9-6, Steelers. You know, it almost feels like they would have to hold him to less than a touchdown to win sometimes. Uh, Richard Lucas says Steelers 21, Ravens 17. Um Two girls, one Stanley Cup. You already gave a score. I'm gonna do that. Okay, Israelite acquiring knowledge, twenty-seven or twenty-one-seven Ravens. Um, Sherry Richards, nineteen to sixteen Steelers. Sherry hasn't lost faith. Uh, Rajan, thirty-nine, twenty-eight, fourteen Ravens. Jeremiah Yoder, nine to six Steelers. Okay, I like that. There, this is a good point because Faces Man says, "Wait, is this with Kenny or Mitch playing?" Okay, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> it's with, it's with Kenny or Mitch playing. I'm hoping we get a repeat of, of this. Well, it's like, okay, I thought this game was in Baltimore. This is our home game. You know me, Dave. I can't do it. Um, I don't care if I'm wrong. 26-23 Steelers. <laughs> 23 or Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Wes, that's I good. love it. I'm hoping the same trick works. Okay? We got Jerry Chairman no, in the house. What's up? That's okay. I'll, I'll I'll get it when I close. Okay. Um, he says Steelers 26-24. He says Joey Porter Jr. is going to get a pick six to win it at the end. Pennsylvania Beagles. Haven't seen this name in here before. Ratbirds 38, Steelers 3. Um, oh, thank you. Two girls once again. The Mug Dogs played the Cougars is what she said. Um, um, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer says 16-19 uh, to 19 Steelers. Um, Tom, it takes for the fire can a chance to start during the game. Oh, you know that's going to be a bet to you can place out there somewhere. I don't think it's going to work. I, I think it's going to happen in pregame. <laughs> I heard people talking about, hey, go to the game, stand outside the stadium, don't go in. Start the fire can at a chant outside, even when the game's going on. Let it be all purple in the stands. And no, and and yellow seats. I'm sorry, someone who's going to their first or only or rarely gets to a Steelers game, you know, can't can't pull that off. But like I said, I was so mad, I threw my tickets up for sale after the game Sunday, and then they sold. Do I regret it now? We'll see how they do on Sunday, right, Rich? <laughs> oh, no, 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 you should regret it anyway. Okay, yeah. I was going to save it, but I'll go ahead and bring it up now. Okay, because. Dave was going to take me to the yeah. game. I didn't want to ruin our perfect record. I, I, I am undefeated the past several years. 
yeah. in stadium. Yeah. So if the Steelers lose, everybody here next week, blame Dave for mm-hmm. not taking me to the game. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. We got some more scores. We got Cecil. Is that music? I guess we'd say it. Uh, 24, or sorry, 24. What am I talking about? Steelers 17, 14, wishful thinking. My thing, okay. I'm making sure we don't have any more. I'm still scrolling, still scrolling. Um, all right. So, so yeah, people were saying that they're going to chant. Yeah, they're going to chant it. The question is, will the game have even started? And I'm going to be proud of Steelers fans for doing that. You know what I would like to see more than anything? If because this would this would still allow people to be in the stadium and everything else. When the Steelers offense takes the field for every Steelers fan to stand up and turn around. Just not face the field. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not face the field. No terrible cow wave. No, nope. yeah. You gotta find a way to protest. Nope. See, th- th- see, this is this is we need to get Brian Anthony Davis in on this. Okay, Brian Andy Davis, he could solve this problem because Brian Brown knows knows the solution. He says you just got to take Canada to be out. <laughs> yeah. Sapphire can steal his play sheet, <laughs> and it'd be all over. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, it's like the size of this little bitty post-it note would be Matt Canada's. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's what it is. So, okay, the. The reason I'm so I'm going to give a little bit of closing thoughts before I turn it over to you, Rich. The reason I'm so frustrated is because, like, just to remind everyone in case you're coming in late, I from everything that I've heard and seen that this is on AR2 that keep Matt Canada that this goes against. Now I'll be honest with you. Maybe Coach Tomlin doesn't want to have to deal with making a big change like this heading into the Ravens, and it's a lot of work to do. Although I think it would be worth it. But but the whole reason that Matt Canada is really around has everything to do with ownership and paying his contract. My question is this: Is this what you want to be known for? Ar two, Art Rooney the second. Is this what you want to be known for? A team that will go go out there. And willingly put non-championship caliber schemes into motion. There is nothing have, about what's going on. You potentially have championship caliber players. Yeah. If if you've assembled championship caliber players and you want to go out there and put, put non-championship caliber schemes, what are you telling your fan base? That you're not interested in being a championship level. If you're interested in being a championship, no, it's it, it's not, you don't want to be a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, you, you know, something goes bad. Someone's got to get fired with it. This has been a long time coming. I gave Matt Canada the benefit of the doubt for far too long, far too long, because I do not want to have that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, they've got to go. Oh, they've got to go. Oh, I can't stand the 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 oh they gotta go oh they gotta go oh things are great oh it's fine no no say word oh they gotta go I, I can't stand that but this has gone on for far too long far too long 
even even well, unless it's Matt Canada's burner account, you know, even the, the people that would defend the decision to not move on from the coach yet are done. I was one of those people. I didn't think they had to, you know, I would have liked for them to move on from Matt Canada in the offseason to see if they could upgrade. I was worried. My biggest fear was they would get rid of Matt Canada and bring in somebody that wasn't even as good. I'm now to a point that I don't know that that's possible. So my thing is, if you're going to continue to do this and say, this is the decision we've made and we need to ride it out the season, you are saying you are giving up any hope of being a championship caliber team because that's what you have right now with your offensive scheme. And is that the message you want to send the Steelers nation that that's who the Pittsburgh Steelers are? And not just Steelers nation. How about your team? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, that's already happened in my opinion. I think that's why you part of the reason why you saw what you saw on Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'm going to bring up one thing. Uh, is it my turn? Am I? Yeah. Is it okay. I was going to bring up one, 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 okay, one, one, one thing. Four TL music group says, Dave, this is truly not the Steelers. This is a shame. Really? Yeah. A disgrace. I truly think Tomlin's hands are tied. I think the Rudys are behind keeping Canada. Between what I've told and then the but the and the evidence otherwise, it just things fit into place that that's really what's happening. Which is a shame. All right, Rich, go for it. Yeah, you made me lose it. I no, had it. I I it. <laughs> you brought up the comment. I read the comment. I, I lost what comment. I <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you suck. I'm sorry. You 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 do. Nah, you don't have it. But hey, while you think about it, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts. You're going to have a Let's Ride tomorrow morning. Make sure you you, you get that with, with, with Jeff Harbin. Hey, if you missed Tomlin's press conference, I did the recap podcast. That was that should be the last one um, on our feed. If you're if you're only listening to the YouTube stuff, you are missing so much other things that we have. You've got to find us on the audio side. The easiest place for me where I listen to everything is Apple. You go, you search for Steel Curtain Network, you subscribe, everything comes to you and it's right there. You don't have to worry about going to search for anything. It's right there and you don't have to miss it. You can click right, you click on library. There we are, click on it, boom. It's all listed there. Um, We're going to continue to have our same schedule because it's a regular week like Coach Tomlin was excited to get back to. And, of course, make sure you're checking out SteelCurtainNetwork.com. We've got lots of good stuff there, good discussions there. And in, in, the, in the comments, I know that it's not a lot of comments. Some people just don't like the format of it, but it is what it is. Um, and tomorrow you should get Big Bro's Worthless Two Cents coming at you. So make sure you're checking that out. Rich, did you get it back? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um I will say this. No matter what happens at 1 o'clock on Sunday, I'm going to be, because of Dave's knee-jerk reaction, I'm going to be on my couch writing my knee-jerk reaction um, instead of in the stadium. However, when Dave told me he was putting the tickets up there for sale and they sold, I really couldn't blame him. I couldn't. Because the first thing I was thinking after the game was, do I really want to go spend the time and go up to see him next week if this is what I'm going to say? Yeah. I just didn't know that I wanted to. 
But am I going to watch the Steelers play on television at 1 p.m. on Sunday when God intended football to be played? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. And I'm going to sit through the whole thing because I have to. Um, you know, was talking with our men's basketball coach at the college today, who's a Steelers fan. And he said in the second half, he got so fed up, he turned the game off, went and did something else. Must be nice. <laughs> That's what I said. Must be nice. I said, I got to watch it all the way through. And I want to watch it all the way through. Okay. And I don't want you, you know what? There's one thing that I constantly remind myself, and I think most everybody out there, even in the live chat, would say the same thing. Okay. We love the Steelers. We all do. That's why we're so passionate about everything that's going on right now. We love the Steelers. We just don't love the Steelers right now. Yeah. Okay. But that's not going to stop me. It's not. Now, as it said earlier, a, a win against the Ravens doesn't have me suddenly saying this 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 a playoff team. And a loss against the Ravens doesn't necessarily have me saying this season's a foregone conclusion. Pack it in. We're looking at a top five pick. Neither one of those things. Yeah. But the important thing is for me, week to week, is that some way shape or form i'm going to be watching the pittsburgh steelers can't wait can't wait